Hi, welcome to a Simplified and Fabulous Mom Life podcast. I'm Jennifer McDaniel, pro organizer, capsule wardrobe stylist, and functional home designer. As a mom of four, I realize how quickly things get out of control and how important it is to prioritize how your home functions and how it makes you feel. So if you're ready to find solutions to the stressors in your home and make room for the things that are really important, listen in and let's get started. Hey friends, have you ever had an especially difficult season? I have. It seemed like these last few years have just blurred together in a mess of disappointment and frustration and heartache. But I also felt so close to God over these last few years. And looking back now, I can see so many ways that he was there supporting me and encouraging me and guiding me through. Listen in, I'm going to share a little bit about it. Okay, so in 2016, my mother-in-law found out that she had breast cancer in July. In October, she passed away. It was very sudden and very heartbreaking for every one of us. It was an absolute roller coaster of a mess and a heartache. And it was one day she was getting better. And then the next day she was, or even later that same day, it was worse. And it was one thing after another. She was in the hospital from the end of August on until she passed. And it was really hard on every single one of my family. She was my daughter's very best friend and her favorite person in all the world. She was the one that raised my husband and my sister-in-law. And she was each of their closest person. Like they were all very close. And she had just gotten married. And I saw that God had put this person in her life for this moment to be there and love on my family and be that support for us when we were going through this. He is an absolute angel on earth to our family, and I'm so grateful for him. I was freshly pregnant, so my daughter was born in June, so we were just barely pregnant when my mother-in-law passed away, and we got to name our little girl after her. And when she was just a few months old, uh, probably about, so in November, we started driving back and forth to my sister-in-law's house every weekend or every other weekend dealing with different things and trying to be there for my sister-in-law who lived in another state. It was about, it was about four hours away. (laughs) And so from November until April, we were there every other weekend. And then from April until July, we were there every single weekend. (laughs) And I took her daughter back in April to stay with us while she was finishing up work. And then they moved to Virginia with us. And it was a wonderful time, but two three-year-olds and a baby that started walking when she was eight months old, that was a lot. (laughs) That's a lot to take on and to not ever have any free time. So I was so thankful that I was able to be that support for them. When they were at the hospital, God just told me exactly what they needed. And I just did it somehow when they were in the hospital taking care of their, their mom. I was able to have the entire house cleaned every night at the end of the night and a fresh cooked meal and some kind of delicious baked good. And the week that she passed away, my sister had her baby and her three kids stayed with me for that week. And somehow I had three three three-year-olds asleep and the house was cleaned up and the oldest kid was 10. So there was was like seven kids and three three three-year-olds. It was a lot and it was exhausting and it was so much work. Actually, they were two-year-olds. Yes, in 2016, they were two-year-olds. So I had three two-year-olds and they were still all asleep and the house was cleaned up and everybody was happy and they were able to be comforted with delicious food. 
and come in and relax after being at the hospital and all that stress. And then we moved on and had my baby girl. We named her after my mother-in-law, which was such a blessing because when we had our third child a few years earlier, one of the nurses was named Joelle and we saw that name and we both looked at each other and we knew. So when I was pregnant with my third child, that's what I was trying to name him, but it was a boy and that didn't work out. (laughs) So we were just, I was so thankful. And we ended up taking the um, the early pregnancy test, or sorry, the early gender test at 10 weeks to find out that it was a girl. And I just cried and cried knowing that we would get to use that name, knowing that it was my mother-in-law's name and how special this little baby was going to be in her lives after such a heartache. This was the first person in my life that I've lost as an adult that I was really close to. It was really, really difficult to go through that and to have to be that support and to be the strong one for my husband and my sister-in-law and my niece and my, my sweet children that were just really struggling to lose their favorite person in the world. It was so hard. And... I felt God's presence keeping me strong. He let me hold hold it together and do all the things that needed to be done like it was easy. And I've never felt that before or since, ever. <laughs> but somehow it was easy that week to keep up with the house, to keep the meals good and fresh and delicious and and comforting and have the house clean and all the kids happy and peaceful and ready for bed. And... There's no other description other than God was there because that's just not possible to do with that many toddlers of, I mean, they would come in at 730 and the house was clean and quiet. (laughs) That's just not possible (laughs) without God. I don't see any way around it. So after that, and my, my sister-in-law, like she was going through her struggles and ended up moving up to Virginia with us and her daughter was with us 90% of the time while her mom was working and often at night uh, when they were the whole time at night all week long while she was still living in um, four hours away and then we would travel every weekend sleep on the floor in her apartment with five kids and a baby who didn't want to sleep anywhere that wasn't her bed so she just crawled around on me or cried in her pack and play (laughs) all night long every single weekend for six months. And that was so difficult for me as the mom, but it was so important for my family that it was worth every bit of exhaustion. And so I just did, I did what I needed to do and it was really hard, but it was so worth it. And then we, about a year after my mother-in-law passed away, my husband started having panic attacks and he'd never had them before. He had me meet him at the ER one day and sit with him at the ER waiting to be seen because he thought he was having a heart attack. And here I am with four kids. My mother-in-law's gone. My parents have seven kids. They can't just be there for me all the time. They have so many kids. And I had to rely on God through this whole season because my husband didn't have strength and support. His mom was gone. She was home for him. And when she passed away, his home was gone and he was very lost for a season. And it was very difficult to watch and not be able to do anything besides pray. But that's what I did. I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And about a year later, 
he took a medical leave from work in early 2018, 2019, sorry, early 2019, he took a medical leave for work for the anxiety that he was dealing with. And he was having a lot of difficulty with it. He ended up having a surgery for another um, issue. That he ended up having surgery for a different uh, health concern that he had. And he was slow to recover from that. And this was all like coming up at June, which is our birthday month. We have my, it's the first, the ninth, the 16th, the 23rd, and then July 6th. We just all throw all the birthdays right there all together. <laughs> so here we are at the beginning of July, at the beginning of June, my daughter's birthday is on the first and she falls out of the car and breaks her leg and it's a spiral fracture and we take her to the hospital and they have to send, they have to send every doctor in the building down to talk to us to make sure that it's not a child abuse situation, which I was actually very thankful for because no one did that when my other child broke their arm when they were a year old. And I was like, really? You're not asking questions. You're just going with it. This is concerning. What, like what one-year-old breaks their arm? Like, this is nuts. She had fallen off the bed playing with our seven pound dog. <laughs> so it wasn't really, I, I mean, it, it truly was an accident, <laughs> um, but it, it was, it just concerned me because I know of how many, I know there's so many abused children that go ignored and that don't get taken care of. So it really was like really upsetting to me that they didn't question me more. But with my daughter in 2019, they questioned everything. Like everybody came in to ask us questions over and over and over again. And we were there for hours waiting, hours and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting because every doctor in the building apparently had to ask us questions, which was fine. We were happy to answer them and whatever they needed. But then uh, we're dealing with that, my husband's recovery. I was supposed to be in California um, around my birthday and for my friend's wedding. And I had to cancel it because my baby's broken leg, my husband's slow recovery, and just all the things piling all up at the same time. And I just didn't see how I could be away with my baby needing my attention so much. So I canceled my trip and I was really getting tired of being strong. But during this time, I was also praying so hard that God would send up us what we needed, that he would allow me to be able to move closer to my family and that he would allow my husband to be able to have um, a new opportunity that didn't stress him like this current job did and that let him have the freedom to be to be to use his strengths and talents all of the things that God has blessed him with and that would really give him opportunity to grow in his career and really make an impact where he is because he is so such a wonderful leader and he's so good with his words and he's so supportive and encouraging and he's such a wonderful person and I just prayed and prayed that God would send him the right place to be 
Wherever it was in the whole world, I didn't care. I would move anywhere with him. But I was ready for something different. All of our friends had moved away within a year of this time, and we were just kind of done. Ready for something different. So in July, late July, he found an awesome opportunity that could potentially move him to Charlotte, which ended up working out. And we moved at the, the <laughs> and we moved here the weekend before school started. But hold on. Also during this summer and during this year, my husband's father was having some difficulties with his health and he was needing some care that was a little bit more. He was no longer able to drive himself. He was getting too weak to drive himself to the hospital and to the doctor's offices like he needed. And so my husband during his time on medical leave was taking time and driving an hour and a half to his father's house and taking care of him and taking him to the hospital, staying overnight many times, taking care of him and doing anything that he needed. And it was really, it was really exhausting for us to be apart so much. And we were really concerned about my father-in-law because when my husband wasn't there, who was taking care of him? We didn't know. We didn't, we didn't have the ability to be there an hour and a half away. And I've got three kids, three little ones at home and two in school. So I can't just go drive up there two hours and bring him something to eat or take him to the doctor's office and get back before I have to pick up the kids from school or any of those things. So it was really difficult and really emotional. And it was getting to the point where he was literally sitting in his chair, just not even eating some days. And that just was really scary to me and really concerning. And I wanted, I wanted to help. So we decided when we got this new opportunity to move to Charlotte, that we would move my father-in-law in with us. So we spent a whirlwind weekend looking at, I don't even know how many houses, probably 20 houses, trying to find one that had a downstairs master bedroom suite, something that he could feel like he had a, a large enough space. He wasn't closed in that he could be comfortable for a long time, depending on how long we stayed here and that he could really and a space that he could feel like was his and still close enough to where the family was, but not in the space where the family, you know, the kids would be disruptive to him or they wouldn't, you know, be in his space or banging into the walls and things like that. So I wanted him tucked behind the kitchen and out of the main area of the house. And this house just happened to be perfect. We were also praying for some friends for my sons and my kids. And what do you know? There weren't 13 kids in the cul-de-sac when we came out to play. <laughs> 13 kids in the cul-de-sac right there, right down from our house. And uh, there they were. All these kids, all within my kids' age range. And it was just such an answer to prayer. Also, right after my daughter broke her leg and my husband was recovering and I had to miss my trip 
It had been about two years since we had had a dog and I was really feeling the need to get a dog. I was just really needing that, that home feeling without my mother-in-law and without, uh, you know, with the thoughts of moving and I, I just, a dog just feels like home, you know, they're so happy to see you when you get there and they're just so welcoming and the kids are happier when they have a dog to play with. And I always had a dog growing up and it just was missing. So I, I just had this dream in my head. I had this dream of a dog that didn't really exist. It was a black and white and tan dog, but not just black and white and tan. It was speckled and a beautiful pattern and black face and down ears and the softest fur ever. And every time we went to the shelter, all they had were, uh, they had really large dogs and they had beagles and they had, um, really hairy dogs that Oh goodness, every time I went, it just seemed like every dog was jumping up and down and barking and barking and barking and jumping up and down, or they were hiding in the back of the cage, terrified, because goodness gracious, if everybody else is jumping up and down and barking, I don't want to be there either. I want to hide in my corner too. But we go this one day, just on a whim, and we're walking. We had thought we were going to walk another dog, and on the way around the corner, we pass right at the end. All these dogs are literally jumping up and down at the door barking. And there's this one lone dog standing there just looking, looking at us. And she is speckled and she's black and white. And she just has the sweetest expression on her face. And she's just standing there all calm and patient. And I was like, ah, that's the dog. So we finished walking this chocolate lab that we had gotten out of the cage already. And this dog was literally dragging me down to the fence, like dragging me. She was so strong and so fast. And I'm like, oh, this is not going to work because my kids can't walk this dog. Like this is not, I'm not walking the dog all day, every day. (laughs) This isn't happening. So we quickly took her back in and then went to the other cage and got the dog that I had dreamt of. And she, we took her home. She passed the test. She was absolutely perfect with my baby girl with the broken leg. She let her climb up, holding onto her to stand up. She didn't jump and act skittish when my son broke the chair and snapped the leg off of it in the room. Like we're in this small, hard surface room and they had these plastic patio furniture kind of things, the stacking chairs that are pretty, pretty cheap. And all you have to do is turn it just a little bit and the leg snaps right off. And that's exactly what my son did and broke the leg and it shot out. And and the dog just kind of looked at it. She made sure it wasn't going to hit her and she just stayed pretty chill with my baby holding on to her and following her around and petting her and hugging her. And I was like, okay, this is it. So we moved a few weeks later and my father-in-law moved in with us and it all seemed like it was going to be 
really smooth. And then my son started having some major issues at school. I will say, I found out in March of 2019 that my son was being... (sighs) He was having silent lunch, silent recess. He was being sent to the office during his special classes. And no one ever told me. Not the whole time. No one ever sent a note home. There was no email. There were no calls. And he didn't tell me until it had been happening pretty much the entire year because here we are at spring break and I'm just now finding out. And I had three toddlers at home and no time without them during the school day. So I was just really stuck and frustrated and really concerned and seriously thought about pulling him out of school altogether because of the way he was being treated. And the fact that they didn't tell me Because how can I help to support and correct those behaviors if I don't know they're happening? Can we just work together, please? (laughs) Please? No one told me about a 504 plan. No one told me about any sort of behavioral things. They only told me to medicate my child. And that happened in kindergarten. And here he is in fourth grade. So anyways, that was also going on. So I was really stressed about my son in school. And we finally moved. And so we moved and my father-in-law moved in with us. And six, it was absolutely a whirlwind of trying to get the kids settled in and get the house put together and get everything set up and ready for everybody to live in this space and live all together and make sure my father-in-law had his needs taken care of and that he had his food and his doctor's appointments and all these things that I was having to do and take care of for him and do everything for everybody and let my husband just do his thing at his new job. That really was such a blessing. And I was struggling, but I knew God was there. I knew I was doing the right thing. I knew that I was doing what God was calling me to do in the hard, in the messy in the struggle and I was doing it no matter what. And I was for this entire year of 2019 and 2018 and 2017, I was focusing on prayer. I would wake up at 5:30, and I would start praying, Lord, take care of this situation. Please show me what I need to do for this situation, for this person, for this, whatever provide a job, provide a opportunity for us, provide a home for us, take care of this. And I just was waking up and praying and just reading the scriptures and really just being in a a submission to what God had planned. And I could feel him working. I could feel him so much working through all of this stuff that just seemed to be one thing after another, after another, after another. And it was, it was really hard and I cried a whole lot (laughs) and then we moved and everything just got a different hard. (laughs) It was a different level of hard when we moved and I, my father-in-law was so, so sweet to me. And as soon as my husband got home, he would just nonstop 
my husband didn't have 15 minutes without his dad calling him. And this happened all through the night as well. He would be up at three o'clock in the morning and it just was, it just was a really hard season. But my father-in-law ended up passing away just six weeks after we moved him in with us. We didn't realize that his disease was as advanced as it was. And the, um, the medical facilities he was using in, um, where he lived, they didn't treat it like it was as advanced as it was. And that, um, was really disappointing when we found out how fast, like when he should have been, um, placed in the higher need category. And he never was, we never even got him to that point at our doctor's office because it was only six weeks in, we were still trying to figure out all the different things and get him all the care he needed. And we did everything he needed. And I'm so, so grateful that we were able to have the opportunity with him because he never lived with my husband after he was two years old. This was the very first time. And he was that one in-law that we said we would never move in with us because he just was more difficult and critical. And so we said that from the beginning that any of our other parents would be fine. We would definitely take them in and do whatever, but the father-in-law would get put in the home because he just, that was just where their relationship was. But during that time, after losing his mom and all the things, we knew that the right thing to do was to move him in with us and to take care of him for whatever he needed. And we absolutely did. And I'm so grateful that we made that choice and that we made that sacrifice because truly it was a sacrifice. There was a lot of time and energy and emotion put into that. And I'm so thankful that we were able to do that. And then my daughter got sick. She had a fever all of November and all of December and part of January. <laughs> and I was just starting to get the house put together and get the stuff gone through and get some sort of normal routine going <laughs> after Christmas and everything that was going on. And and then I launched my business in February for this new area and was really ready to start, you know, finding some clients here and making that like really happen. And, and then wouldn't you know, less than three weeks after I launched my business, the kids all get sent home for homeschool, which is virtual school, which is not real homeschool. I was homeschooled and this was nothing like that at all. This was horrible. It was so stressful and frustrating and the kids didn't learn anything that they needed to learn. And I hated it so much. And I wanted to work my business. I didn't want to do any kind of teaching for my kids because I wanted them, I didn't want to be telling them what to do all day long which is what it felt like I was having to do. Stay focused, sit down over here. No, you can't have that right now. Come back in the house. It's time for school all day long, every single day. So from the time that the kids came home mid-March, my two-year-old never napped again, ever again, unless we were in the car 
and then it was within 30 seconds. But I could lay down with her for two hours and she would not fall asleep. I could leave her in her room for 16 hours and she wouldn't fall asleep. She is a feisty one. And I love that so much about her, <laughs> but it was exhausting. And I learned so much about myself and, and my family and what was really important in this season. And I'll share with you a little bit more about my schedule after this, but I did want to share my heart about how I felt God through every single bit of that stressful season and how I was able to make a difference in every single situation that was thrown my way. And it was a rough few years, rough, nonstop, different things, different stressful things that I had to deal with and different things that I really just had to take to God. And that was the only way that I got through those with any kind of joy or peace or comfort was because I gave it to God. I gave him all that stress and all that worry because I couldn't handle it by myself. It was too heavy of a burden for me by myself. So I gave it to God and he carried it for me. And I could feel that in every single one of those situations that were so difficult. He let my my kids be helpful in the kitchen when I was holding my baby for two months because she didn't want out of her. She didn't want me to not be touching her when she had that fever. She wasn't sick. I took her to the doctor over and over again and they couldn't find anything wrong. She just had a really high fever and she was just wanting cuddles for two straight months. And I was just completely wiped out. <laughs> and unable to do anything. So although there were a thousand projects to do in the house that we had just moved into and that my father-in-law had passed away, so we needed to go through all of his things and Christmas and all the things, I just had to sit there and hold my baby or let her cry because I only got like 10 minutes away from her ever <laughs> during that time. So I do understand so many of the struggles, but I also know that God can carry you through it no matter what. And if that's what you're struggling with, if you have a season that is just too heavy for you to carry on your own, give it to God. Put your focus on Him and let Him carry that burden for you and carry you through that struggle and that trial and that difficult season. He will do it. He loves you. He cares for you. And He wants to be there for you. I hope this message has blessed you and that you really can see some understanding of where I'm coming from and have some compassion for others because you never know what they're going through. You never know what's going on with them and what's going on in their life because people that saw me, they didn't know. They didn't know what was going on. And I didn't ask for help and I didn't, I did what I needed to do and I gave it all to God and it was amazing. And I really grew my spiritual relationship with him so much during that time. And even right now, I feel him answering prayers. And I'll share more about my 2020 with you guys later. All right, you guys have a great day. I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Simplified and Fabulous Mom Life Podcast. We would love to hear from you. Our podcast hotline for U.S. is 980-389-0399. You can share your tips and tricks, topic suggestions, ask questions, and let me know if we should answer any of these on the air. For other ways to connect, you can reach us at jmorganizingspaces.com. Thanks for listening to this episode. Did I say it right?